The, the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. We have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. There are thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. The glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all of their sins and serve you with quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord open now our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 132. Lord, remember David in all his trouble. How he swore unto the Lord, and a vow, a vow unto the mighty God of Jacob. I will not come within the tabernacle of my house, nor climb up into my bed. I will not suffer mine eyes to sleep, nor mine eyelids to slumber, neither the temples of my head to take any rest. Until I find a place for the temple of the Lord, and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we hear, heard in the same at Ephratah, and found it in the wood. We will go into his tabernacle, and fall low on our knees before his footstool. Arise, O Lord, unto thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints sing with joyfulness. For thy servant David's sake, turn not away the face of thine anointed. The Lord hath made a faithful oath unto David, and he shall not shrink from it. Of the fruit of thy body shall I set upon thy throne. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their children also shall sit upon thy throne forevermore. For the Lord hath chosen Zion to be a habitation for himself. He hath longed for her. This shall be my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have a delight therein. I will bless her victuals with increase, and will satisfy her poor with bread. I will deck her priests with health, and her saints shall rejoice and sing. 
There shall I make the horn of David to flourish. I have ordained a lantern for mine anointed. As for his enemies, I shall clothe them with shame. But upon himself shall his crown flourish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Amos. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore I will punish you for all your iniquities. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Will a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he has caught nothing? Will a bird fall into a snare on the earth where there is no trap for it? Will a snare spring up from the earth if it has caught nothing at all? If a trumpet is blown in a city, will not the people be afraid? If there is calamity in a city, will not the Lord have done it? Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. A lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? Proclaim in the palaces at Ashdod and in the palaces in the land of Egypt and say, Assemble on the mountains of Samaria, see great tumults in her midst and the oppressed within her. For they do not know to do right, says the Lord who store up violence and robbery in their palaces. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, An adversary shall be all around the land. He shall sap your strength from you, and your palaces shall be plundered. Thus says the Lord, As a shepherd takes from the mouth of a lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out, who dwell in Samaria, in the corner of a bed and on the edge of a couch. Hear and testify against the house of Jacob, says the Lord God, the God of hosts, that in the day I punish Israel for their transgressions, I will also visit destruction on the altars of Bethel, and the horns of the altar shall be cut off and fall to the ground. I will destroy the winter house along with the summer house. The houses of ivory shall perish, and the great houses shall have an end, says the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. It scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of St. Paul's Epistle to the Galatians. Then after fourteen years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, and also took Titus with me. And when I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, 
but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me, God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seemed to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me, as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles, and they to the circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I also was eager to do. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save this state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers its righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee favorably to hear the prayers of thy people, that we who are justly punished for our offenses may be mercifully delivered by thy goodness. For the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee, and the Holy Ghost ever, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. 
the love of the only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Welcome. A couple thoughts on tonight's lessons. Um, our first lesson comes from the third chapter of Amos. And in this, uh, the Lord speaking through Amos, which is the definition of a prophet, by the way, is someone who speaks the words that, that God has given them to speak. Um, not necessarily someone who predicts the future, but um, someone who speaks for God. That's, that's what defines them as a prophet. So Amos is the one who is able to say, thus says the Lord. And uh, God is, is um, annoyed with the people of Israel to the point where he has to do something, where he, uh, God has um, you know, sent prophet after prophet warning Israel of the, the coming judgment that um, their idolatry has um, led them away from right worship of God. And the fruits of that um, are visible in not following the, the law or the commands, uh, specifically the ones to um, look after uh, one's neighbor and help the ones on the margins of society. And so God um, speaks through a, a series of these rhetorical questions uh, where he says things like, uh, does, does a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Um, and things like this. And the answer to these are, of course not. Um, and therefore, uh, God doesn't speak judgment without a reason to do it. Uh, God does not speak in vain. He does not waste his words. When he says something, um, he means it. And uh, just like a lion doesn't roar for no reason, right? Um, and all of these things don't just happen for no reason, these rhetorical questions that uh, when, when God does say he's going to um, punish, then he will. And again, we got to remember that uh, this punishment isn't out of um, a wrath, isn't out of this blind anger. Um, when God does something, when he allows us to, to experience the consequences of our actions, it's, it's always meant as a way of bringing us back toward God, to shake us out of the bad habits we may be in, and for us ultimately to, to repent and say, I don't like this anymore, and uh, to turn back to God and to follow God. And again, it is uh, right worship of God is what leads to uh, the fruits of, of um, following the commands. And so, uh, and, and so the thing that, that's really important isn't, isn't that are we following the commandments of the law. The thing that's really important is are we worshiping God and seeking him? And our failure in keeping the commandments is a sign that we are not seeking him in some part of our life or that we've hidden some part of us uh, from him. And, and so that's what Lent is here to do. Lent gives us an opportunity to have that self-examination uh, without the dire consequences that Israel is about to experience from their idolatry. The, Israel was so far down the path to idolatry, the only way they could be saved was um, through what God is describing in this passage. Um, but, um, and, and just as, as God promises to have um, saved Israel, to rescue Israel uh, toward the end here. And God says, uh, no one has, you know, 
no one has torn down the altars in Bethel, so I'll just do it for you. Um, you know, we're given, a, a Lent has given us an opportunity to allow God to do this um, internal work within us without necessarily having to go through the dire consequences of, of these, these judgments. And so in that sense, Lent's actually uh, a gift from the church uh, to us so that we can examine our lives and draw toward God. Um, and so what we do during pre-Lent is, is we pray um, that we might have some direction um, for our Lenten disciplines and that it's not kind of a, an 11th hour kind of a thing. Oh, tomorrow Lent starts, so I guess I'll give up chocolate. Um, is is uh, something that's a little bit more deeper than that, where we need to find the things inside of our ourselves that um, we're hiding from God or, um, you know, what what are a part of my actions um, am I doing that, that I may need to pray like God, why it? Why is that happening? Why am I making these decisions? What part, uh, how do I need to draw near to you um, as, a, as a result of that? Going into our New Testament lesson, we're, we're reading the, the letter to the Galatians from St. Paul. Uh, St. Paul in last night's you know, reading said that he had his uh, conversion on the road to Damascus, but he did not immediately from there go and start becoming an apostle or go and start a church. It says he spent three years away in Arabia. Um, he went and retreated for three years after that. And some, so, so there's some formation that happened to Paul after his conversion. And, uh, and, in, and in this passage, we're told another 14 years goes by. And so one thing about Paul's ministry is, is you know, the conversion was so um, quick, and, and we like to think like maybe you know his ministry just started right then and there. But but um, Paul took time and was persevering through um, a season of years and was grown over decades, and and so he um, was formed by the faith. Um, over time, and it wasn't just like he automatically knew what to do. And so that shows us that, that also we need to be, you know, a little forgiving with ourselves, that, that, um, that actual, actual change is something that takes years to, to accomplish. And so, um, you know, from Lent to Lent to Lent is, is a good measure of that. Like maybe I'm in a better place than I was last year. Um, but hopefully I'm in a better place than I was a decade ago. So this is a good reminder of that. And then um, St. Paul also seems to be talking about um, his meetings with Peter in, and, um, and about the importance of circumcision um, to salvation. And there's, uh, this seems to be, some scholars tend to think that this is a reference to the uh, Council of Jerusalem. And that council met to to discuss like what laws of the Old Testament carry over that Christians need to follow now. And um, they decided, and, and, and the, the key thing was um, circumcision. Um, there was an idea that you needed to be circumcised in order to then receive the Holy Spirit through baptism. And God had given the Holy Spirit to people who were not circumcised. Therefore, the council decided 
circumcision is not necessary. And this is the kind of model we get for all of church councils. If, if the church needs to make a decision, um, it needs to do so uh, ecumenically. The whole church needs to be there and in an agreement about that decision, um, you know, whether, whether or not what it should be. And uh, that's how we got our creeds happened in an ecumenical council similar to the one um, in Jerusalem. Anyway, the outcome of the Jerusalem Council was that um, there are some rules that uh, all Christians still need to obey from the Old Testament laws, and those have to deal with uh, sexual immorality, they have to do with uh, idolatry, and they have to do with um, consumption of food that, that is strangled or consuming of, of the blood of animals. And so, um, you know, any rule that follows in those categories should still be observed. And you get, sometimes you get some um, you know, snarky people who say, well, okay, um, are you, you know, you, you tell me what to do, follow all these rules. Or like one of the rules is you, you aren't supposed to wear garments of a different material or, or some nitpicky little rules there. And, and you can say, yeah, that's true. But, um, you know, th that was decided that those rules no longer apply and, and that, that these rules do so. I don't know, it's just a, an interesting a little outcome to the, the Council of Jerusalem that um, St. Paul is talking about here. So uh, that's a, a enough on the thoughts for this evening. We'll uh, close the evening with the uh, prayer for the church and evangelism. Uh, you can follow along uh, with us by clicking the link in the chat bar. We offer this litany for the church and evangelism this evening to the glory of God for the prayers and intentions of those who are present but especially that God would help to direct uh, direct us as we make plans for a Lenten fast, um, and that God would open uh, new doors of mission and ministry within our diocese. O God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O God, the Son, redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful, have mercy upon us. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God, have mercy upon us. We seriously beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord, that it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord, that it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace, to meekly thy word and to receive it with pure affection, to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to convert and relieve all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. 
forgive us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to induce the grace of thy Holy Spirit to mend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to have mercy on the faithful departed, granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We seriously beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses and word and deed in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures and making myself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to put it into our hearts to seek out and find their lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ and to be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, pour out thy Holy Spirit upon our parish and the diocese and all the communities and parishes and dioceses that our diocese is working with, and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, recover the fallen, restore the penitent. Remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth. Bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church. The honor and glory of thy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barb and Rochelle, for responding and reading tonight. Thank you all for being here. Have a great Wednesday evening. Thank you, Deacon Andrew. Thanks. Thanks, Deacon Andrew. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a good evening.